Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Well, now you see, people can be wrong in their thinking to begin with. God loves one of them just as much as he loves the other. This is the reason some don't get an answer from God. They're too self-centered and too selfish and too ignorant, I mean Bible ignorant, in thinking that God is obligated to them because they're full of gospel. Well, he's not obligated to you just because you're anything. But he will meet you if you will come on the right grounds and because of Jesus, he'll meet you. This lady said, why, they don't even have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Well, friends, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is right and fine and wonderful, but the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not a prerequisite for healing. You can be healed before you're baptized with the Holy Ghost, and you can be healed afterwards. I know that because I was healed four years before I was baptized with the Holy Ghost. I was raised up from the deathbed and healed of almost total paralysis and two serious organic heart troubles, bed fast 16 months. I had never spoken with tongues. Not only that, but I got other people healed when I began preaching that Jesus heals. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, The Will of God in Prayer by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagin's message. And so you see, if that pastor had really known God's word as he should, he would have joined right in with me in faith. And the prayer of faith would have saved the sick, the Lord raised the child up, and it would have been healed. But instead of that, he acted in unbelief, so we weren't in agreement. And, and there's no doubt that the, the young mother followed her pastor. And so you see, they thought they were being humble by saying, Lord, heal this child if it's your will and really didn't know that they were being stupid. People often come to me and say, Brother Hagin, why won't the Lord heal me? Then they will give me all of their qualifications sometimes for being healed. But you know, friends, people don't get healed on their qualifications. I know I had one lady come to a meeting a number of years ago, a denominational lady who had come into the services for the very first time, never been into a full gospel service before, or a meeting before where they were praying for the sick. Never in her life. She and her husband heard me teaching on the radio on the subject of divine healing. So he brought her, given up to die by the doctors, with only a few months to live at the best. And she was gloriously healed. Then the following Sunday night, these folks came back and brought the husband's mother. She had had a couple of strokes of paralysis and was confined to a wheelchair. Now, this son and daughter had come a night or two before, two nights before. This was the only second time for them and the first time that the mother had ever been in the full gospel church. When we laid hands on her and prayed, she got up out of the wheelchair, healed, walked, it was all right. They folded the wheelchair up, carried it out. She walked out to the car. Now, as soon as the service was over, a lady who was a member of the church where we were holding the meeting made a beeline at me with tears in her eyes. Now, I'm not making fun of her. God knows that. I feel sorry for her. With tears in her eyes and falling off of her face, she said, I wish you'd tell me something if you can. Well, I said, I will if I can, but I don't know whether I can or not. But if I can, I'll tell you. Now, she said, how come God heal those denominational women? And I'm full of gospel. Well, now, you see, people can be wrong in their thinking to begin with. God loves one of them just as much as he loves the other. 
This is the reason some don't get an answer from God. They're too self-centered and too selfish and too ignorant, I mean Bible ignorant, in thinking that God is obligated to them because they're full of gospel. Well, he's not obligated to you just because you're anything. But he will meet you if you will come on the right grounds and because of Jesus, he'll meet you. This lady said, why, they don't even have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Well, friends, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is right and fine and wonderful, but the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not a prerequisite for healing. You can be healed before you're baptized with the Holy Ghost, and you can be healed afterwards. I know that because I was healed four years before I was baptized with the Holy Ghost. I was raised up from the deathbed and healed of almost total paralysis, and two serious organic heart troubles, bed fast 16 months. I had never spoken with tongues. Not only that, but I got other people healed when I began preaching that Jesus heals. I laid hands on people as a denominational minister and saw some of my Sunday school teachers who were slated for major surgery just jump out of bed instantly healed. The baptism of the Holy Ghost isn't the prerequisite for healing. It's believing God's word and faith. That's the thing that counts. And this woman said, why they don't, talking about these two ladies who had been healed, they don't even have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I have the Holy Ghost. I'm a member of this full gospel church. But I didn't tell her, but I thought in my own mind, sometimes that is a detriment instead of an asset. I don't mean to be disrespectful. But tell you the truth about it, some of these places talk doubt and unbelief. I held a meeting in this church, and the pastor himself would talk doubt and unbelief to me all day long. Well, I know he was bound to preach it to his congregation, so her membership could have been a, a, a deficit instead of an asset to her. Anyway, five years later, I preached a meeting of several weeks in that same church with the same pastor. And he said to me, Brother Hagin, I don't know whether you're improving or whether I'm growing, but I'm beginning to grasp what you're saying. In other words, I didn't get it five years ago, though I heard you for several weeks every single day. I said, well, I think it's both, brother. I'm growing myself, and I'm able to take the same subject and handle it a little more adequately. But then you are growing enough spiritually that you can get a hold of what I'm saying. Well, I'm beginning to see that, he said. All of us, friends, preachers and all, are at various stages of spiritual growth. Just because someone's a minister doesn't make him a full-grown Christian. He can still be a baby spiritually. The calling of God on a man's life doesn't mature him spiritually and make him a full-grown Christian instantly. We need more patience with one another, don't we? Anyway, this woman said, how come God healed these women and he won't heal me? Now she's confessing he won't heal me. I don't know why he won't, but he won't. I'm full gospel and I've got the baptism and they don't even have the baptism. How come she could get healed without the baptism and I with the baptism can't get healed? Well, one can't just stop and answer all those questions. But sometimes we have to bring people to the spiritual senses, so to speak, just as we do physically. If an emergency arose and the house was on fire, you would have to get them awake any way you could. If you had to slap their face or grab them or pull them out of bed. So sometimes spiritually we have to shake people awake. I did shake this woman some anyway when I said to her, Sister, God has done all he's ever going to do about healing you. Now she was saying, why won't he do something about it? Why won't God heal me? I said, God's done all he's ever going to do about healing you. She looked at me startled and said, you mean that he isn't going to heal me? I said, I didn't say that. I said, he's done all he's going to do about healing you. Do you mean he won't heal me? I said, no, I didn't say that. You said it. 
You said, why won't he heal me? You see, sister, he's already done something about your healing. All that is necessary to do about it, he's already done it. He laid your sicknesses and diseases on Jesus. For it is written in Matthew 8, 17, himself, Jesus, took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. And so he's done already done something about it. That means himself, Jesus, took your infirmities, I said to her, and bare your sicknesses. He's already done something about your healing. And it says, the scripture said, and by whose stripes ye were healed. But you see, friends, the word didn't mean a thing in the world to this woman. She said, well, I'm going to keep on praying. I'll tell you what I believe about it. But you know, that's the thing that has her defeated. She's going by what she believes instead of what the Bible says. I'm going to keep on praying, seeking God, and sometime, somewhere, in his own way, if it's his will, he'll heal me. But you see, friends, it is his will because the word says it is will. She should have come with confidence and boldness because the text said, and this is the confidence. This is the boldness that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And this is according to his will, because he's heard us. Well, I don't have to tell you that when I went back five years later to that same church, this woman was still sick. Now, why? Because she's not believing the Bible. She's not trying to find God's will in line with his word. I said he has made provision for us. In conclusion, I want to read. Let's turn right now to Ephesians, the first chapter and the third verse, and read this verse. It will help us in knowing the will of God in prayer. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now who has blessed us with what? Well, blessed be God and the Father. God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ has blessed us with what? All all, all. Another translation says every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Now who is going to bless us? No, not who is going to. Who hath blessed us? Who hath? He's already done it. We would say in modern usage, who has blessed us with all or every spiritual blessing. That means everyone there is in heavenly places in Christ. Now that means this, that in this great plan of salvation that God planned and sent Christ to consummate, in him, all that we'll ever need has already been provided for. Every need that you'll ever have from the time you are born again until you step off into eternity has already been provided for. When we know that, we can appropriate his promises. We can come with boldness and confidence. We know then that it is his will that ever need be met because it says with all. He hath blessed us with all. That, that, that means that they're not anymore. All are every spiritual blessing. So we can come with confidence. Notice the text again. First John five fourteen. this is the confidence. Or another translation said, this is the boldness that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Now, it, it must be his will that we be blessed with all the blessings that there are. Now why? Because he's made provision for us in Christ, Ephesians 1, 3 said. It has to be his will for us to have what he's provided for us. And I made the statement, he hath made provision for us. His word is his will. We read the will of God, which is the word of God. 
and find out what has been provided for us and find out what belongs to us. And then, you see, we're not in the darkness, but we're in the light. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the message series by Kenneth E. Hagan, The Will of God in Prayer. In this three-CD series, Kenneth E. Hagan explores the scriptures and instructs believers on how to use the Word of God in prayer. This series is just $21. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. I would like to encourage you that have been partnering with us to continue your partnership or maybe consider increasing your monthly partnership. And if you haven't partnered with us, I would like to ask you that you partner with us this year to help us. If this radio program has blessed you and ministered to your spirit, then we want to hear from you. We're asking you, our audience, to let us know when and where you listen. Email us at partnerservices at rhema.org or call 1-888-FAITH-99 and tell us. If you prefer, drop us a letter. Write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. If we're to remain broadcasting in your area, we need to hear from you. And if you're able, we would ask that you would consider sowing an offering to help defray the costs of this radio program. Call today to get this month's special faith-building offer, Kenneth E. Hagan's The Will of God in Prayer 3-CD Series, yours for the price of $21. The number to call is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Make plans to join us next week at this same time and station for more of this series by Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next week here on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.